The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, and welcome to Lessons in Leadership. The very first one we've already had demonstrated today. And since it is now not 2 p.m., but it is 2.04 p.m. And this is a great example of what being a leader takes, the willingness to punt and go with the flow. So here we are. My name is Mary Lee Turner, and I have the privilege of facilitating this panel discussion. We have three, although only two of our presenters are here. So Dolly, if you're out there, uh, please raise your hand and, um, and we will be sure to get you on the call. So this, this program was, has been designed to give everyone an opportunity to hear uh, how several people have chosen to participate and take advantage of leadership in the uh, in. Um, the American Council of the Blind in a variety of ways. And so um, our two speakers that are here with us today are um, Rick Boggs, who who, um, is currently not, though he is not a member of the American Council of the Blind Lions, he has been out doing many things over many years. So, Rick, let's start with you, and I would appreciate it if you would give us a, uh, a basic background on how you got involved with Lions. Good afternoon. I grew up in West Virginia and uh, went to the School for the Blind there, and while there, uh, I was, uh, I was uh, introduced to Lions and Lionism. Uh, saw several people involved. And then just after I graduated from high school uh, and was in college in the mid seventies in the rehabilitation program in West Virginia, I had Opticon training and the Opticon was kind of a unique, what is a unique device. And uh, at that time, uh, the people who got training, uh, one would be recommended yearly to the Lions at the state level, uh, and they would purchase a, an Opticon for a person who'd completed successful training. And I was fortunate enough to receive an Opticon. Uh, so I was a beneficiary of a very important device in my life. I used that Opticon all through my career. Uh, I, I went to Fairmont State College uh, in West Virginia and then went to George Peabody College for Teachers, used it during that time. And then uh, I worked as a teach, an itinerant teacher of visually impaired students here in Owensboro for for 33 years. After I uh, and while working, I had occasion to work with one of the local Lions clubs on several occasions. Uh, we we worked on a couple of grant projects. They I was not a member at that time, but they asked me to help. Uh, they were working on a project for the local. They were building a new library here. They were trying to equip it with uh, equipment, and um, they needed somebody to help. Uh, they wanted equipment for visually impaired and hearing impaired people. So they asked me to help uh, compile a list and secure prices. So uh, although we didn't get the grant we were working on through a, a, a thing called uh, uh, to a group called uh, Impact 100, where women give a thousand families give uh, women give a thousand dollars, and they contribute that money back to the com- community to selected projects. They have a big banquet, and that's uh, the Lions were working for a grant through this, uh, mm-hmm. which usually was about one hundred thousand dollars a year. Unfortunately, we didn't get the grant, but it was a great ex- opportunity to work with the Lions. Uh, at that point. And when I retired, one of the things I decided was that I would like to join. And so I visited several local clubs 
and then uh, joined in 2012. That's uh, great. Now, I have a question for you, Rick. Am I remembering correctly that your first um, introduction to Lions was not the most favorable? Was the, that you who said, you know, um, they're kind of patronistic? No, was that you? No, no. That was oh, not. must have been Mitch. Okay. All right. Never mind. So you have made some great points that I heard you say in your introduction that people ask you to, to help, right. specifically you. And, right. and they also, you got to experience Lions uh, providing you with equipment that made a tremendous difference in your life. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Two really important things. Thank you very much, Rick. Okay, let's go to our next presenter, who is probably familiar to many of you, and that's Mitch Pomeranz. Mitch, if you would speak to the same question and give us how you initially heard about Lions and, and how you chose to get involved with Lions. All right, very good. Thank you, Mary Lee. You're um, my, my first exposure to lions was when I was probably five or six years old. Uh, I went to what was one of the last remaining, and it's no longer, no longer in existence, but I went to one of the few K through six day school programs for blind and visually impaired children, Francis Blend School. And um, whatever the local Lions Club at the time was, they would come in and do a Christmas party for the kids. And we'd get gifts, and I guess Santa Claus was there. But that was really my first exposure to, um, to, to Lions. Um, many, many, many years later, in fact, several decades later, um, Probably around 2008, uh, I started to see a chiropractor, and uh, my chiropractor was active in the Pasadena Host Lions Club. Pasadena Host is 103 years old, was one of the uh, oldest clubs chartered in the state of California. Uh, In fact, I think we were the fifth oldest uh, or or the fifth chartered. But I was very resistant because, uh, yes, I, I was the one who had a negative experience, Mary Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, at one of the ACB conventions, a past district governor spoke. And it wasn't, it wasn't during uh, the time that I was ACB president. It was a few years before that. But it was a terribly patronizing speech. And I don't react well to being patronized. Uh, or talk down to, and I, I don't talk, I, I don't react well when um, I don't believe that, that blind and visually impaired people are being treated as equals. And so uh, that presentation did leave a very bad taste in my mouth. So when my, my chiropractor started lobbying me, it took quite a while. Uh, but I finally did uh, attend a club meeting. Donna, my wife, was uh, and another lion was kind of prodded me. She said, "Well, if you join the local lions club, you know we've got a fundraising event here in in California for the California Council of the Blind, and and maybe if you get involved, we can we can get them to to assist us with some of our activities." So uh, mm-hmm. between uh, between Donna and uh, and John Cullen, who uh, was my chiropractor and ultimately my sponsor. Uh, I joined uh, somewhere around 2009-2010, and I've been uh, active and involved ever since. Are, are you hearing a familiar pattern here that um, both Mitch and Rick saw lions doing things that were making a difference to other people? That is a huge draw. Okay, thank you, Mitch, very much. Well, um, my name is Mary Lee Turner, and I first learned about lions before I knew it. When I was, when my twin sister and I were about three, 
years old, the principal of the school for the blind in Oregon came to our home and introduced himself to our mother and and said, oh, goodness, I'm sure we're looking forward to having your blind children at the blind school. And my mother said, no way. They are going to go to public school and be integrated into the full community. And the, but this principal said, well, actually, that's not possible because at this time, Oregon does not allow blind children to go to, blind, to public school. And she said, well, they will by the time my girls get there. And so she escorted him out of the house. And this guy had the nerve to turn around and knock on the door again. And he said, but wait, I'm not done. Because there are so many uh, blind children, infants and preschoolers now in Oregon, the lioness of Oregon have created a uh, five-day program for those children and their parents to come and participate in an institute to get to know each other and uh, share resources. Well, mother couldn't resist. So we went to the blind school for five days. And um, then after that, we did start public school in the first grade. That's a long story, won't go into that one. But we were presented with Braille writers. Boy, those things were heavy. And I certainly didn't use mine because I had a little bit of vision. And although my twin sister was, um, you know, as uh, having functionally no vision or no sight, she became very good at using her Braille writer and studying was no problem for her. But as, as we went on, we heard about lions in the community. We did go to picnics or not picnics, but Christmas parties and got our Christmas basket, which we thought was rather silly, but we didn't mind eating the candy and giving away the apples. And, um, and then when I was a student at University of South Florida in Tampa, I have no idea how the lions found me, but they asked if, if I would work at their summer camp for blind kids or blind adults, I guess. And I said, sure. So I went and did that and then worked at, when I came back to Oregon, I worked at another camp as a director for adults with blindness. And, um, and then, then I had a neighbor and this guy would not shut up. He was very involved with lions, past district governor, the past district, everything. And he would come by my house and say, hey, how about coming to a Lions Club meeting with me? Well, back then, you could not join as a woman on your own right. And I said, I'm not doing it until I could do it on my own right, not having to push or shove or harass my husband of the time into doing it. But I want to become a member under my own power. So when that happened... Um, the guy came back and he just wouldn't shut up. And that's what got me involved with lions. So again, it was people asking and providing an opportunity, getting me involved in opportunities to be of assistance. And that was very, very powerful for me. So um, our next question, looking at lessons in leadership is how did your participation in lionism directly impact your ability to be a leader either inside lions or out of lions? This is Dolly Souter. And Dolly, if you would answer our first question, which is how did you first get involved? Well, what was it that uh, led you to become a lion? Oh, okay. Um, well, my husband was in the Evening Lions Club, mm-hmm. and um, they didn't allow women at that time. And I was in a book club called Cum Libras, and I was the only one that couldn't <coughs> see. Um, 
So I had to report on my book, you know, that I heard through tapes, and they all accepted me in Cum Libras. And uh, it was a wonderful group of ladies, and one of them happened to uh, was a happened to be a charter member of a new Lions Club called the Bedford New Lions Club in Southern Indiana. Here, mm-hmm. well, um, she said, you know, would I like to be a lion? And I said, well, yeah, my husband is one, but you know. And she said, well, we started a new club so women could join. And I said, great. So it was at noon uh, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then my my husband decided, well, he'll just transfer over, too. So he transferred over. And um, they were mainly business people because it was their lunch hour. Mm-hmm. But everything was great. I mean, it was just I, they accepted me. I got right into it. You know, when they needed a volunteer to do something, I I was there to do it. And no one said, oh, you can't do that, you know. But, yeah, Wow, that's it. great. That's yeah. unusual. That's really unusual, Dolly. That's great. Okay. And we have four lines clubs in our area, and, mm-hmm. and uh, now all of them except women. <laughs> great. Well, that's the, the history of women coming into Lions is, is a very important factor because like, duh, we do make up quite a percentage of the, uh, you know, the population. And um, I, it wasn't, I, I'm not going to go into the whole history, but I'll tell you that, that um, a club in my district in Oregon, in Portland, uh, re, um, started submitting the names of members by initial only, you know, M. Martin, T., whoever. And finally, Lions International caught up with them and said, what's the deal? We need to see their names. So they sent the names in. And Lions International said, well, we're going to pull your charter. And that club basically said, come and get us. And it just so happened that Rotary had been going through the same process. And Good news for Lions, they got to uh, they got to and through the court process before we did. So they got the big bill and we got the benefit. So in 1987, Lions Clubs International opened their doors to women, which has been a huge positive boon for all of us. And um, anyway, so that's great. Dolly, thank you for sharing. So now well, I'd, like to, I'd like to go back to um, the question or go on to the question about what about what when you each of you got involved with Lions, I'm guessing that you were probably close to the first blind person in your club or person who is blind. So how did you work your way into Lions and Dolly, you already said that your club was was really good. That's great. So, Mitch, how about if we start with you? How did you um, get involved specifically with lionism? Well, once once I joined, um, uh, I began to um, you know try to, and I was the first blind person in in the club, although. One of our members at the time, his wife was blind and used a guide dog, but she was very dependent. And she had other um, health-related issues, so she was mm-hmm. not very independent. Uh, the club's experience with blind people, they provided some funding to a, a, a woman to attend actually ACB conventions, and they also uh, funded... Uh, a residential home uh, for uh, blind persons uh, in the Pasadena area. But when I got involved, uh, I think there was some standoffishness. And things began to change, however, because um, I am a very vocal alumnus of the University of Southern California. I'm a Trojan. Ah. And we had probably three 
uh, former Trojans, including one uh, who is uh, at least as gung ho as, as I am, and I began we 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 began to kind of break the ice by talking about USC football, huh? and. Uh, it, it really took probably a year and a half to two years. I've talked to some of the folks about it, but it, it took some time. But what began to happen is they begin, began to, to know me um, as not just a blind person, but as somebody who obviously has a life uh, out, outside of blindness because we, we would talk about travel and and then – I began to um, to assist with some amendments to our bylaws, um, and I also uh, had a little bit of knowledge of parliamentary procedure. I'm not an expert, but I had more expertise than most of our club <laughs> members. And uh, after a couple of three years, uh, the the other super gung-ho Trojan came to me and said, you know, I really think you ought to be on the board, but understand that um, when I, I think you should be second vice president, but understand that that means that in three years you'll be president. And mm-hmm. I said, okay. Uh, and, you know, as they say, the rest is history. But I, <laughs> but I think it required me to find a way uh, an entree into things that that several members were interested in, and the, and, and those guys were were really um, some of the senior leadership in the club. So they began to to see that I, uh, you know, I had I had interests that they they could relate to, and and I think after that uh, it became much easier. That's great. Thank you. That is that's really powerful sharing, so thank you. Rick, how about you, sir? So when I joined, um, was was invited to join, um, I I tried to sit in various places so to get to know a lot of people. Mm. Um, So I would try to, you know, although I, I I guess I, for the most part, I was with a group, but I would try to very, you know, very, and and I would also go around and talk to people. Um, and um, one of the first things um, we we were opening one of our big uh, events is Soapbox Derby, and we were opening up a new track here. And uh, one of the people who was very active in the Derby was one of my former students. Uh, parents, uh, he, he and his wife were active, and I say that, but the student had severe multiple disabilities. It wasn't just vision, mm-hmm. but they, uh, so they, uh, one of the first things they did, which was a minor thing, but they were opening up this new track, and uh, they needed to reach out to all the participants in the race, and it's about 50 people, mm-hmm. and so we needed to have contact with all those people, so they said, would you care to call all those people? No, I'll be glad to do that, I said, because it's a way to get involved. It's not a big thing. I mean, we can, but but it's a way to, to let, you know, let them know that I'm interested in being involved in that type of mm-hmm. thing. I went out uh, and as time went on, I, um, I also they said uh, we, we need somebody to help with the newsletter. Well, I, I'm not a bi- really a big uh, person as far as writing, but I said I will. I'll be glad to help with that. Great. And so I, I just began to volunteer for things. And then sometimes I felt that I was being left out of things, but I would try to think of ways to get, to get involved. For example, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, we, we do a breakfast with Santa and one, one year I'd always go and it didn't seem like there's anything to do. Well, one year, the, uh, the person, one of the people collecting at the door didn't show up. So I just stepped in and took their place and I've done it several years since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I just have tried to look at ways to, to, um, to, you know, uh, show them that I can involve, be, become involved in several things. Mm-hmm. 
I keep telling them that I would, uh, they, they hold the derby cars to the top of the hill in the truck. Mm-hmm. I volunteered to drive the truck, but they didn't think that was a good idea. But, oh. but we try to, but we, so we try to make light of some things, not in a mean way, but, mm-hmm. you know, just try to break the ice. That's uh, great. And, and also talked, but we also engaged, as Mitch mentioned, uh, our conversations went beyond my blindness, uh, things you know, I'd done in the past and things I was doing and, mm-hmm. and people see me out and about in the community and so on. So, so uh, that's kind of what I did to break the ice and eventually became on the board of directors, became first, uh, second vice president, first vice president, and now president. So uh, that's kind of what I did. That's fabulous. Thank you, Rick. And Dolly, how about you? What, what are, how did you get yourself involved with your Lions Clubs? Well, um, I did volunteer for things. Um, and um, like Rick was saying about, you know, being a person that made the telephone calls. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And, and um, I'm, I also um, scheduled people because we had like, a spaghetti dinner, mm-hmm. and so I had to arrange to have everything at the hall where we were serving the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Um, I called people and scheduled them and, and uh, put schedules up on the wall so everybody saw their job, what they were supposed mm-hmm. to do, and uh, I ended up, that was one of the things I did was the scheduling, but then during the spaghetti dinner, I went and did the dishes. Great. Yeah, that's wonderful. These yeah, are so these are all things. I hope that our audience are taking some good notes because our presenters are sharing practical things that they have done, even when, you know, despite feeling like they are was, you know, it always it always takes time to break the ice. And it does not serve any of us to be shrinking violets. You know, that just doesn't help. One of the things that was really helpful to me is I can sell almost anything to almost anybody. And I could outsell raffle tickets, hands down, to uh, it for most of the events. And also making phone calls, uh, being a greeter. Um, I've, I've, ser- I've served as um, uh, tail twister numerous times. I mean, I, it, so it's really important for us to, um, to use those skills in our Lions Club. So let's move onward. And I'd like to hear how, uh, were there any, were there, did you take, did each of you, did you take advantage of any of the leadership training opportunities available through Lions? So Mitch, if you would start, okay, Dolly, why don't you, since you're, you know, right Sorry. there. I did. I went through, um, you know, I went to um, the state uh, training mm-hmm. and uh, became president of our local Lions Club. Mm-hmm. Great. And now Great. I'm a director because mm-hmm. I did my time. And like when we're going back to talking about like the spaghetti thing and all that, I, um, uh, I've thought about um, collecting Christmas cards, then mm-hmm. unused Christmas cards, and I got all our lions to sign them, and then my husband and I delivered them to the nursing homes. Oh, that's great. Patients, you know. And then we, we started passing out constitutions to the eighth graders. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's wonderful. Thank you, Dolly. How about you, Mitch? Were there some some leadership training opportunities that you took advantage of that built on your leadership skills? Well, I think the one, you know, I, I uh, at the time I was I was ACB president, and I'd been in in a number of other leadership positions over the years. Mm-hmm. But the one that I, I took advantage of because I wanted to see um, how different or whether there, there were differences between um, being the president of an organization like ACB or 
Uh, you know, I've, <laughs> I've been president of our condo board now for four years, and I was on it. I was president previously, but I wanted to see where did lions do things differently. So the year before I was scheduled to uh, to be our our club president, uh, I did take some. I attended one of the the seminars. Uh, leadership seminars that our our local district offered, and there was a, mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful man named Gary Hall who's sin- since passed away. But Gary uh, Gary uh, led the training, was part of the training, and he said, "You're the president, and you can you you should do things your way. Mm-hmm. You're the boss." Now, mm-hmm. in this day and age. Uh, that probably doesn't sit well with a lot of younger folks, mm-hmm. but it was it was how Gary <laughs> it was how Gary thought a president a club president should function, and uh, there are a number a number of the uh, the older veterans of our club uh, feel that way, but you know that isn't necessarily the way you want to run a club today. So uh, you know, but I, I did find it interesting uh, that kind of old school approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did mm-hmm. attend, I did participate in that program because I really, every organization is different. There's a, there's a culture to every organization, to, mm-hmm. to ACB, to Lions, to whatever. Yeah. And so it's, it's helpful to kind of get your feet wet and get some notion as to what the corporate culture of, of your, uh, of the entity is. And, and that's what I, I did, uh, you know, prior to my, uh, t- taking, uh, taking the lead as, as, uh, as, uh, our club president. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rick. How about you? Have you taken advantage of any of the leadership opportunities made available through Lions? I've attended some local and, and district trainings uh, a couple over the years. I've also, uh, some of the things uh, are online uh, uh, that you can download. And now they're not quite the same, it appears to me, at least the one that I did is is if you did it on, because they have vid- uh, videos and things that you can do, anybody mm-hmm. can do online. But I found those not necessarily to be really accessible. But mm-hmm. some of them are available that are uh, alternative, you know, have some uh, adaptations. And so I've gone through some, a couple of those as well. Um, one of the things that I, I have tried to uh, reach out and learn a lot on my own, because to be honest with you, uh, I, one of the reasons, I, in fact, I wanted to be president is I felt that our club was losing track or losing touch uh, with what Lionism is because a lot of our people weren't attending those uh, meetings. And so mm-hmm. one of the things I have tried to do, I don't know if it works, only time will tell because we'll see if, if there's follow-up, but but I have tried to, um, tried to learn a lot more over the past, I started this before I became president, but I tried to learn a lot of things, uh, but also try to talk a lot about what's going on just beyond in-house at our at our at our meetings even if it's only a minute or two just to share for example when when we had our disasters here in Kentucky I I talked mm-hmm. about how LCIF contributed to the uh, both the, uh, the tornadoes which were in this area and the uh, flooding in eastern Kentucky so right. I've tried to share with our members and I've had several people thank me for that because I really thought we were kind of losing uh, you know, losing touch, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yes. Well, thank you. Dolly, how about you? Did Did you speak already? I'm losing track here. Yeah, I kind of did. But, you know, oh. we have to remember LION stands for Liberty, Intelligence, Our Nation's Safety. Mm-hmm. So um, we need to, you know, really look into that. That's true. Okay, well, thank you. And I guess for me, um, that neighbor of mine that was so gung-ho, he would, once I became a lion, he was dragging me to district meetings and 
district conventions and state conventions. I mean, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hide from this dude. He had my number. And in fact, he was a neighbor. So I couldn't. So that was, that was huge for me. And when I, um, I was uh, my first club in, well, my first club is Eugene downtown, which is absolutely remarkable. They are so busy and doing so many things. But when I moved back to Portland, I transferred to the Portland Downtown Club, which is also one of the oldest clubs in the country. And they would have, uh, before the meeting started, they, they, the good old boys would get together and, and um, have a beverage before the meeting. And my first thought was, oh, I don't want to go hang out with those old dudes. But then I thought, you know, I'm going to pick up some tricks of the trade that are going to be useful for me. So I would do that, and I put myself through the, the leadership trainings that are available, including the um, Lions University. So I, I am a, I forget what the first level is called, but anyway, I completed that first course, and it wasn't completely accessible. I did it with another lion in my club, so we both did it together. And a reminder that the, um, the website is being um, significantly upgraded and is going to be open to us very soon. So, and then, of course, I'll, I'll never forget when I became district governor and went to, um, where'd I go? I went to, oh, that was so long ago, um, Korea. And here we are in the audience with thousands of other lions that were stepping up to be district governor. And it was, it was so profound to be in that gathering. We were all so eager, anticipating, and, you know, we were profoundly challenged by our teachers, by our trainers and by lions clubs international that absolutely had our back. So whenever, once I became district governor, every time I call Lions Clubs International, they answered by saying, yes, Governor Turner. And my first thought was, who's that? <laughs> it was me. So there are plenty of opportunities. The last thing that I'd like to have everybody speak on is how has your involvement with Lions impacted the rest of your life and the things that you are now doing that that lions has given you the opportunity to to get skills and to hone them and to use them and to uh experience a variety of levels of um of participation how has that impacted your life so um rick how about if you start this round well, it's had a the impact. I, a lot of them are friend, you know, lions. But it's opened up a circle of friends that I probably would not otherwise have have gotten to know in in, in a variety. You know, everything from accountants to to lawyers to uh, a, a judge to uh, so it's opened up a circle of friends that. That other, you know, I might not have otherwise had, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and that to me is important. And it's also just by virtue of uh, of being in the club and the people we bring in from outside to, whether it be speakers or whatever, it, it's taught me a lot about the community that I might not have otherwise known. Uh, you know, a lot of things going on in the community and and so on. And, uh, and and one of the things I'm even seeing now, as I say, as president, and and I've gotten involved in district, and uh, have been asked to be zone chairman this coming year, and I still have a lot to learn. But it's nice to I'm not only is my circle of friends here in Owensboro, but I'm uh, you know I'm uh, there are people outside this area now who who uh, uh, by virtue of I, you know, I, I consider, uh, in fact, 
one, you know, one of the guys who lives several miles from me asked me to be zone chair. And he said, uh, look, you know, if you, if you can't make it, I'll come pick you up. So, so, you know, um, that's great. So uh, those things mean a lot. And uh, I think that's how it's impacted my life. Thank you. How about you, Dolly? Well, I'm, I agree with uh, Rick. I've, I met a lot of new people in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and uh, we all come from different um, backgrounds and uh, we, we learn from each other. And the other thing is that um, I have three daughters and grandchildren and I think they're all proud of me. And Mike, my husband, you know, because mm-hmm. we are out there doing something and we're more of a uh, teaching um, for the future. That's great. Thank you so much, Dolly. Mitch, how about you, sir? Yeah, um, I'll echo what Rick said. Um, we've made friends, and I include Donna in that because <clears throat> she's she's uh, active in the club uh, has been president more recently than I, but um, we've made some friends. We've also made uh, professional connections. Um, our tax preparer is is in our club. Uh, mm-hmm. Our investment advisor is in our club. Um, we did our living trust a couple of years ago, and the man that we've designated to be uh, the trustee is is a member of our club, and we're also very good friends so it is it is broadened our our personal and professional associations but i want to turn that question around to mary lee Mm -hmm. because one of the things that i think is important as if we're if if we see ourselves as leaders one of the things that at least uh, i've i've done and, and and donna has done in our club and uh, I sponsored uh, Donna's sister into our club, so there are now three mm. blind and visually impaired folks in our Pasadena Host Lions Club. Mm-hmm. But I think I think part of leadership is also giving, helping our members change their attitudes about blindness. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows about Helen Keller and mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've I've made a presentation a couple of years running. Uh, uh, I forget who in ACB wrote wrote the wrote a uh, uh, some information on the white cane and on Helen Keller, and I've used that. But I think that part of leadership is is also helping our members understand in a in a, in a more direct way, our capabilities as blind and visually impaired persons. And so I think it's important to talk about stuff outside of club stuff. Talk about your travels. Talk about your your employment history, if you have an employment history. I mean, just uh, we had our uh, our board meeting on uh, on Tuesday. And I was giving the uh, our report, uh, as I mentioned, some people know this, we have a, a memorial trust. Uh, and we've got a $2 million endowment, and I'm, I'm going to be chairperson next, uh, next week, uh, beginning July 1st. And so I, I've been the one giving our, our reports at our board meetings. But uh, at the end of the meeting, one of, one of the old-time guys and I, I tend to read my reports. I don't like to do things off the top of my head. And Dick comes over to me. He said, you know, it still, it still blows my mind watching you read your Braille sense. Uh, he didn't know what it was called, but it was. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's doing things to help humanize us, to take, take away the, the natural, you know, uh, feeling sorry for blind people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that so many not, uh, sighted people have about blindness because they've never met a blind person, they've never experienced a blind person functioning mm-hmm. uh, the way they do. So I think I think aside from what we've taken away, what I've taken away from from being an, a member of our club, 
I think it's also important to recognize what we can contribute uh, as essentially ambassadors of blindness. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. You know, I, I have often, I, I'm extremely proud of the fact that Lions clubs and international that that we are involved with site restoration and site preservation both of those i feel like we do very well and the area that has kept me involved with lions is just what you were saying mitch that uh, you know um seeing people who are blind as full members of our society that uh and you know what it what it takes for for folks who are blind to gain the skills and the training and the expertise and the involvement in the community is what keeps me involved with lions because i'm i'm a passionate promoter of that for folks who are not yet blind and who look at us less than we are because they are so anxious and fearful and ignorant about what blindness is. There's no way that they can experience what blindness is, but they can certainly gain, um, gain a wider perspective of who we are. Let's go see if there are questions from our audience that pertain to um, leadership. You know, how can this session be even more impactful for you today? Vicki, go lightly. I'm going out as president of our Lions Club and into zone chairmanship and into uh, on, the ex on the executive committee of the Lions Eye Bank. However, um, many of our activity activities in our club are pretty visual. Mm -hmm. uh, kit site cameras, uh, picking up litter for the litter blitz, um, so many things that I've often wondered how can I and other blind people bridge that gap? Yes, I volunteer to do dishes. Yes, I collect money. Yes, I do um, a lot of stuff. But how do you how do you work um, when so many of the projects are visual and there really is nothing you can do? Ah, uh, but there's there's, there's always, always something, something. There's always something. There's always something you can do. So. so any of Any our presenters want to, want to speak briefly to that? There's always something you can do. <laughs> something yeah, let more. me respond. Let me respond to that. Um, we we have a very close connection with our local um, Salvation Army Tabernacle, and I'm probably the one. Uh, I'm probably the one Jewish guy who actually spends a lot of time at the Salvation Army. But I've been a bell ringer for. I don't know, 10 years. Hmm? We do that. We take, we do a bell ringing day. Um, Donna, who has some vision is very active in uh, our vision fest. Um, she's learned to, uh, she's cleaning glasses. Mm -hmm. uh, we do, we, we have a, a lot of work in that. Um, she's doing, um, she's, she's now handling our marketing so she does Facebook and uh, all the social media venues that our club uh, utilizes. Mm -hmm. uh, I know she's gone to, we, we feed uh, homeless folks at, at a local facility uh, every fifth, every time there's a fifth Wednesday of the month, <clears throat> we're mm -hmm. over there and she's, uh, she helps in the kitchen uh, peeling potatoes Mm -hmm. Um, I've, you know, as I said, I've been involved. I'm kind of the policy wonk of the club. <laughs> so uh, our, our Memorial trust, I just, uh, did the lion's share literally and figurative, figuratively rewriting our trust document, which is now in mm -hmm. the hands of an attorney. We're renewing our Memorial trust. So a lot of the things that are, that are visual, but there are also some other, some other activities that that either you can adapt and work around or or mm -hmm. don't require all that much vision uh vicky 
Great. Thank you, Mitch. And you can always be there. Get there early. Be a, you know, have on your, your lion's gear, whether it's a hat or a pen or whatever, and support lions that are doing things that you can't do, possibly. So there's always something that you can do. So don't, don't limit yourself and don't let them limit you. Okay? Okay. Can we have new ideas, too, for your club, you know, like going to speak to other uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe some women's groups are looking for a speaker. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you can tell about, like, I belong to the Ladies of Columbus, and mm-hmm. I, I can, you know, speak there and tell them about what we do in this area. I mean, we, we uh, collect uh, glasses and everything, but mm-hmm. our main thing is um, being out there to help people. And, um, like, we, we had a fundraiser where we raised money for a gamma knife. Mm-hmm. Which cuts out tumors in the brain mainly mm. for for Methodist. So and they'll say, "Oh, my dad had that done," you yeah. know, with the lion that knife, and it was millions of dollars. But That's we raised cool. that money. That's and fabulous. Thank you, Dolly. Eighth, eighth graders come home from school, and they'll mm-hmm. say, "Well, I, you know." I stood out there and just had a bunch of books in my hand, the Constitution, mm-hmm. and I just held it out, and each kid passed by, and they picked up a book from me. Fabulous. That's great. Um, Rick, is there anything you want to add? or should well, we see I, it? I just try to, as I say, usually you can, and I understand there are sometimes it's just not possible to do some things, potentially. But I try to define on my own terms what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's kind of the point now they'll say, well, is, would it be possible for you to do this rather than just ruling it out, you know, mm-hmm. deciding. So uh, so sometimes you just have to figure out ways to weasel in, I guess, you, could, you know, to, to, to uh, and uh, but as I said, there are situations that don't lend themselves. I, like Mitch, I've, uh, we ring the bells. Mm-hmm. Every year at the Salvation uh, Salvation Army for a day, and I always make sure that I get my name on that list. So when opportunities present themselves, I make sure I'm a part of that to try to make up. And I also work on our web page. Help put, uh, most of our people aren't uh, into that, and so I mm-hmm. work on our web page, compile stuff for it, try to keep it updated, and. And as I said, I do our newsletter. So I'm very active behind the scenes and a lot of things that need to be done as well. So, and people realize that. That is great. Thank, thanks to all of our panelists. Okay, thank you. This is Sharon Howerton. And um, I, I just moved out of the city of Chicago to the suburbs mm-hmm. and a week ago. Um, that's why the different number. <laughs> anyway, so I have been in um, Alliance since 2008. And in in the two clubs that I have participated, many of the members were blind or visually impaired, mm-hmm. especially the last one. And I've been the president for several years, and and I was elated when I attended my last meeting as president last week. I have to go to one more, but that's okay. But I'm just tired mm-hmm. of the whole process and the lack of participation of our members. Well. I knew that one of the reasons that I wanted to, there were a couple of reasons why I wanted to move to this area. One is that my kids live out here. Mm-hmm. And the other is that um, the Lions Club in the town where my older son and his family live is very big and very active. And I have been saying for years, I want to join River Grove Lions. Okay. And I told my members that before I mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm not going to do anything until I actually attend a meeting. And in a way, I hope they have never had a blind member because they don't <laughs> have anybody to think about. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, I mean, they, they, um, my son said there are always signs in town about the lions did this and the lions did that. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they put together a sensory garden, which I'm dying to see that. 
And so I am just really anxious to see what's another way for me to meet people out here, mm-hmm. um, That's which great. I really want to do. And, um, you know, I always said I will not be in, an officer again. But mm-hmm. to me, it depends on the club and what opportunities uh, mm-hmm. I can find there. And I can't wait, honest to God, I'm sorry to say this about other blind and visually impaired members, but I can't wait to be in a different group. And if That's they're all the fabulous. same, it's okay. But, right. you know, I, I feel like it's going to be different. Well, and, I, I just want to give you one bit of admonition, and that is never say never. <laughs> I know. I've heard that for years, <laughs> and I <Okay>. say it. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> You're right. Thank you for your call, and go have a wonderful time in your, in your next club, okay? Thank you, Mary Lee. Thank you, all of you. It's been very interesting, and I really appreciate all you, what you guys have shared. Great. So now I'd love it. We just have a couple minutes left, but if if our panelists, if there's something else that you would like to put in, we've got a couple minutes left. So Dolly, how about if we start with you? Is there anything you'd like to say to our uh, listening audience? Yeah, if there's someone out there that doesn't have a, a physical club to go to, um, they can always join the ACB Lions, mm-hmm. and they they do have a phone number to contact. Uh, well, Carla Carla Rushville would know. Um, I'm trying to find it here, <laughs> but um, yeah, they could always you know join the ACB Lions and become a lion. That's great. Thank you for putting that in, Dolly. And we we meet we meet via Zoom. On the first Thursday of the evening, um, let's see, it's 5 o'clock my time, so 8 o'clock um, Eastern time. So, yes. um, And I'm sure you can come up with, with how to get us. That would be great. We, it's always an interesting call to be on there. We do a little bit of business, and then we get to hear from members about how uh, members that are or people that are on the call as to what you're doing in your Lions Club and how you're getting to make a difference. Thank you, Dolly. That was great. Okay, Rick, how about you, sir? One thing that, and Mitch kind of alluded to this and what he talked about, but one thing, periodically, I will talk about, uh, well, I tried it several years, have talked about White Cane Day, but have also mm-hmm. talked about our local chapter of AC, or uh, yeah, chapter of ACB here and so on. But one of the things that I hope through, you know, I use technology and so on that our meetings are Braille display and so on. And one of the things that I hope to convey is uh, it's not so much uh, to pity, uh, pity the visually impaired or blind people, but maybe those people you help the assistance you give them may be the difference between them um, being independent and, be, and, and or being dependent. And so uh, obviously we want to strive for being independent, but, but hopefully rather than just as a pity thing, um, I hope to instill the belief that when they help somebody, they're hopefully enabling that person to enhance their independence. Great. Thank you, Rick. Mitch? Final word from you, sir. Sure. Everybody on this webinar has something based on your background, your experience to contribute to your club. And it isn't always easy to to figure out what that is. But, excuse me, um, you you can take a, a few minutes of introspection and, and think about your life, think about what you've done, what you've accomplished. And I am absolutely certain that you can come up with at least one skill, one uh, uh, piece of knowledge you have that you can contribute to your club and that will make your club better. Excellent. Thank you. It is. It has been 
my great honor to facilitate this um, this group today and this session. And thank you for coming. We'd love to have you come check out ACBL, an affiliate with of the American Council of the Blind. So that concludes this session. Thank you for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. It was so fascinating. I learned so much. I didn't know. And so I hope you all have a wonderful convention. Thank you.